Welcome, everybody, to Tags Live. I'm your host, Steve V. Really excited because it's the premiere, well, I was going to say effing, effing episode. Um, I am so excited to do this brand new weekly podcast on the Connection Zone on Get Vocal. Couldn't be more excited. And I am joined by my co-host, Cody Maurice Doggett. How are you doing? Hi, everyone. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. So good to be here and to be on camera. So oh, praise him. I'm so happy. <laughs> For new people that are new, are wondering what's this show all about, we host, um, I host a show. It's been in, in its third year called Tags Podcast talk about gay sex. It comes out on all podcast platforms every single Tuesday in your podcast feed. And this March, we started a brand new live show called Sex with Stevie and Cody is my co-host on that. But it's kind of like a radio show, Facebook Live, and I have callers calling in. We do some great sexy interviews on there. It's a lot of fun. And Cody calls in every time, but you're essentially on, uh, not on video. I'm the sexy voice, like me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for our brand new series. And we have a four part series that we're gonna be serving to you every week. And it's this four part series is called Vulnerable Voices. And we really like this concept because we're, we are all so vulnerable. I'm sure Sebastian will have a lot to talk about with vulnerability. But one of the things that we wanted to talk about in part one is vulnerability as it has to do with when you hook up or that first date. And let's just start with hooking up. So whenever you've hooked up with somebody, yeah. whether it be on the apps, what's the first thing? Do you tend to get a lot of who's and what position you're going to be or out of the way right, right away? or And what are you vulnerable with? somebody when you first hook up when you're hooking up you kind of you have to like get to the point pretty quickly i guess um so yeah in the initial stages you kind of work out i am actually a conversationalist uh oh actually. here we go <laughs> I'm talking about life story, <laughs> but yeah you work that out you work out who's going to be the top who's going to be the bottom um sometimes just play it by ear if you go to that that space if you're vibing then you just go to their space and and you let the keyword 20 percent bottom will come out that day um uh, if you listen to the previous podcast you know i'm generally speaking 80 percent top 20 percent bottom but <laughs> <laughs> right but i think a large part of like being hooking up with somebody especially on the apps is that it's always all about attraction at first so like the fear of rejection is always there yeah and it's it's we if you are rejected even if somebody is not flat out telling you no even them not responding is kind of a blow to you what do you think i definitely think um for people like you that talk a lot i'm kind of i guess i'm one of those that kind of can go back and forth a little bit too much and uh -huh. because i'm trying to figure out figure out like are you a nutcase are you gonna like am i gonna be found murdered i mean yeah. i think i watch too many bad detective shows that i'm worried <laughs> that i'm gonna be that guy that nobody knows where steve is and you know <laughs> so i'm a little bit worried about stuff like that so i tend to over like 
you know, I've also said on Tag's podcast, our other shows several times that I typically don't do very well on the apps. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of a, um, I meet people better or back in the, our history in bars and clubs better. So if I were to talk about the times when I've met people in bars or clubs, I have a lot of confidence going up to people in those, okay. yeah, I don't know. If I like somebody, I'm seeing if they're giving me eye contact and I typically won't go up to somebody unless I see there's a rapport or a sexual chemistry going on. And I guess I kind of get over my vulnerability because I'm typically a shy person, but I use cues like that, like the eye contact that you can only get in a live interaction. And I kind of push myself often. I didn't used to, but in my forties and, and I've pushed myself to kind of go up to people and get over my vulnerability and just, if nothing else, have a conversation with the person, whether or not it means that we're going to go home. But I, I found myself getting a lot more gumption and a lot more, um, yeah, gumption, I guess, to go up to people and get over that vulnerable part. And then whatever happens after that, the talking and figuring out, we can usually figure out who's going to play what role and if, in fact, we are going to go home and kind of work it out from that point. I don't know. Um, how do you do... Well, Silas back again just to read comments. And by the way, people, you this is our show where we get to interact with you. So I see some of you here on the right listening in. Feel free to t um, tell us what vulnerabilities you have when you hook up with somebody initially on that initial sex hookup or on a date. And Silas uh, actually says, um, just put the whips and handkerchiefs on the bed and look at them and look and look at them. Oh, wow. And lock them up or lock them up, I guess. Wow. All right. That's another way to do it. Best friend. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So moving on, Cody, when you go on, say, a date with somebody for the first time, and I know you've talked about it on our other podcast, Sex with Stevie, that you have gone on these dates. What vulnerabilities do you feel on that initial day when you you know, it's, you're definitely attracted to them, but they're a little bit more than that. You'd actually like to go on a date. So it means you like them somewhat. So being vulnerable on a first date is really, really hard for me because, I mean, it's really hard to get to know me, period. Honestly, I feel like um, I put up a lot of walls. I'm just, it, it just takes a lot to get through, honestly. So, um, I think a lot of that comes from fear of rejection, of course. And when you initially first meet somebody and you go on a first date, there's not a lot of investment that in that in that relationship so far. So you you don't invest that much into the relationship. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so um, I think that like I try I tried to get over that recently and I've tried to be more vulnerable when it comes to, to uh, having a first date and getting to know people more intimately um, but I'm very selective about what I do let people know like in Virginia I, I'm very selective about 
what I, how much I invest in that person because you never know. They might not like you. And that fear of rejection always just like is there in the back of my mind. And so we're going would, you say, would you say you're a better listener in that first date than? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just a better listener in person, uh, in life, generally, period. Um, I always just am there, uh, uh, an open ear for all my friends and, and the people in my life. Um, so, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm it reminds me of a date I went on probably early this year before COVID hit. And this guy, we actually hooked up in a sex club. So I already knew that he had like okay. this huge dick and that was all good and fine and hot. And then we went on like a date. So we kind of went backwards and I met him at his place of business that he worked in. And he could not stop talking like the opposite of you. He was on and on and on about himself and not a lot of asking about myself, but so we sort of like let it go. And then I had to go, I went away on a vacation. And when I came back, we, I said, you know what, let me give this guy another chance. He really wanted to go on a second date. And we went on the second date and I had just gotten back from like London and Edinburgh and Scotland. And I was so excited. I had experienced so many great things. I had seen my favorite Lisa Stansfield in concert. And I had a lot to talk about that I could have talked about. We had just shot the TV pilot for this show. So I, you would have thought he would have been a little bit interested in some of the things. And I think I, I, he asked me, hey, how was your trip? And I said, oh, it was really great. And I started to say a couple of things and we moved on and the rest of the date throughout this long ass dinner was all about him. That really to me wasn't that interesting in my opinion. And I kept thinking, I just got back from this amazing trip and I had this, I just produced this. And yeah, so I decided, no, he's somebody that's not a good listener. Forget it. They're not good for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And that just makes a date like infinitely long, honestly, when you're not, I actually was on a first date <laughs> and the guy was so boring that like, I felt Oh my like God. And <laughs> yeah. So, so I yeah. think that in like the, the story I was telling, he was sharing with me a lot of things in his life, vulnerable things perhaps, but it was almost like too much too soon and also not being a good listener. So I think there's a fine line of being vulnerable and sharing a whole lot, but then not wanting to hear about the other person that, I mean, yeah, you're just, you know, barfing out everything about you, but you're really not allowing the other person to get a word in edgewise. So I don't know that that's always good either to be, he may be really vulnerable and offer a whole lot, but it's not, it was too much too soon and a huge turnoff. And I don't think that, yeah. Um, what about, we've got a couple minutes here before, a minute before we move on. Um, do you have ever vulnerability about, or do you ever take in the body, you say you're 80% top. Do you ever, <laughs> do you, <laughs> by the way like whenever i feel like a nut okay like okay do you ever feel that um 
you're because to be a bottom requires a lot of anxiety sometimes for the bottom. Do you take that into consideration for either either when you are or when? Um, I don't know. Do you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. I <laughs> if I if I know that there's a chance that I can bottom, like I go all out, and then I'm like riddled with anxiety because like you, yeah, especially if it's the first time you. You don't want things to go awry. Got it. You got it. Hey, Sebastian Lacaz, you. <laughs> Thank Hi. you. Can you hear me? Because I'm using like my new Yeti mic. Oh, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a podcaster now. Right, right, right. Um, meet. Uh, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, welcome our special guest, the host of the brand new podcast, Chasing Happy. He's on episode three. You can blast a little bit. I'm going to pour a glass crisp wine, as he says, as Sebastian tells us to do in his podcast, um, which I love. Yeah, that's really struggling about your podcast. It's like you try to make this this like warm, uh, inviting space uh, for everybody, and it's just so lovely. Oh yeah, it's my so my pleasure. Yeah, that's what that just kind of you know just kind of just happened, and then I was like, oh, maybe I should just like continue to do that every episode so yeah that's what i'm doing can, <laughs> like yeah. setting the tone. i love the show so much and can we just before we get into the show the format of the show i absolutely love love the meat from the music to what we were talking about to get yourself get in, in some cool sheets is is really but it's an essentially a narrative podcast about your life and it how did you decide on that format um honestly i didn't decide it just kind of unfolded on its own i um yeah the first episode just kind of happened and then i realized that that's what i was doing like i had sort of started off with sort of like um i don't know like an idea of something or it's just um almost it turned out to be like the theme in a way of like what the episode was going to be about. And then it launched into the story. And then I kind of, I wrapped it up with like closing thoughts, but it all just kind of happened um, organically in that first episode. And then I just kind of was like, Oh, that's great. I'll just follow that template. Um, well, one of the things I don't know, Cody, if you listen to it, but the very first, yeah, I know you did. Yeah. And so one of the first things I was really struck with that you tell us in, I think it's the opening episode one is that all of this came about during this quarantine during the pandemic. And I think you have a date. I wrote it down April 26 and you essentially were kind of looking for some footage to supply to somebody that was going to uh about showgirls you were in the film showgirls and yeah. you, you back in the day in the 90s you had he, he was i know he's got his history um he had did this sort of behind the scenes with all his other castmates and he liked it was a documentary i'm using air quotes right now but that's his yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah, yeah i know but i would love to see it i'm sure it was really awesome but so you, I, I, I think the story is if somebody was asking, hey, hey, could you get some of that footage? It'd be fun to revisit. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, if you could supply some of that old footage and you went back to look at that and you thought you were just going to go over some fun video footage 
And in that process on April 26, you were looking at your old self, your 23 year old self and so many things triggered, which ultimately led to chasing happy. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Um, well, I had been talking to you actually, we had been having a bunch of conversations cause I was like, I think I want to do a podcast and it was called something different before it was called the search for meaningful sex. Right. Which, um, that's where it was. That's where it had started. And, um, and I was also doing another writing project where I was writing this series that was sort of based on my life. And I was still trying to figure out like how, how, like what was my angle on this podcast? Like I still hadn't figured out like what, how am I doing this? And, um, then I remembered, um, that moment early on in the um, quarantine when I went all these like kind of come into focus. So that seemed like a, a really great launching off moment to like launch into um, the podcast. So basically what happened was I had loaned this, these, this documentary filmmaker, this footage to transfer so that they could use it for their documentary. And they um, transferred it onto a hard drive and then gave it to me. And this was like, I, I was sitting on it for like over a year. Like this was almost two years maybe because I got it in my old apartment and it was just sitting on a hard drive and I just never really, I was like, I, I just didn't feel the need to like go look at it. But this one night, <laughs> April 26th yeah. or whatever it was that I mentioned. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, let's, um, Oh, that that'll be good. Let me let me um, pull out that hard drive and I'll I'll look at that footage. Like that'll be that'll be fun. And yeah, as soon as I put it in, and then I just was seeing my myself at 23 years old, it just triggered me, and um, I was just like not enjoying it at all. Really, I was it was fun watching the dancing and stuff, but like watching myself interact with people and and um, it was my camera, so I was. I was setting up the shots and I had a remote control even that I was zooming in on and stuff, but I was just so aware that I was being filmed and I don't know, everything just looks so forced to me and I could just see myself trying so hard and it just took me back to that time in my life and it just started bringing up a whole bunch of old emotion and old um, like thought pattern. And I was like, I think I actually finished it though. I, I kind of like made myself finish and I went through and then I just went to bed and then the next day I woke up and I, you know, I meditate every morning and I have my, my practice in the morning, did that. And it was going about my day and I was still like, something was just off. And then I was like, I knew I, I kept thinking about that tape. I was like, you know what it is. It's like, you still, you have issues about like looking at your young self. So then I was just like, okay, because I've had this meditation practice in place for like four years, I knew that like what I needed to do was focus on it, not ignore it. So I was like, okay. And, um, and this is stuff I mentioned in the first episode, but as the universe does, it just sort of like guides you and leaves little, um, breadcrumbs for you. I had just received this, um, email with this forgiveness exercise from this, um, Ziva Meditation, who's um, this woman that I know from like Broadway who like moved into meditation and now has like this huge meditation empire. But she's had sent 
this forgiveness exercise to people on the mailing list and all whatever. So it was just in my mailbox. And I was like, oh, let me look at that. So it was just an exercise and I got quiet and I listened to the exercise and it takes you through all this stuff. And you can either choose to forgive yourself or like a public figure or someone in your life. And I chose my younger self. So it just walks you through all these things and you forgive yourself at a really young age when you're like three, because it's really easy yeah. to forgive yourself when you're three. And then you like, um, go and you um, forgive yourself when you're like 80 on your deathbed. It's really easy to forgive someone when they're about to die. And then you go back to sitting across from what, whoever the person is for me, it was my 23 year old self. And you're sitting across from them and you look them in the eyes and you ha you say, I forgive you and that you were doing the best you could with the tools that you had. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, that like hit me right now. Cody, can you totally, uh... yeah. Yeah. To think of it that way of like, you know, my, my 23 year old self was doing the best that he could. And so I needed to be able to like, love that part of me. And that's something I realized before I did the forgiveness exercise was that I realized that I a, hated that younger version of myself and that I needed to accept and love that part of myself. Like I couldn't just be happy with where I am now and love who I am now. Like it's all a part of me. And I, and to really integrate all of that energy because energy, like old repressed emotion, it's lives in the body. And that's why we get triggered by certain things when someone like maybe says something to us that we don't like or doesn't like our outfit or just little things that trigger us. They're all attached to like deep rooted emotions that we don't even realize that we just get triggered and then we're pissed off and we're mad at somebody. We don't even know why we're acting that way. And it's like subconscious emotions that create unconscious behavior. Like we're not even aware of it. We just, and this is actually something that I touch on in my the next episode. It's like, we just, we just take it like, oh, this is just who I am. I am this person, I react this way, but not realizing that that reaction is actually attached to like some trauma. And like, if you need, you need to like take some time. <clears throat> and first of all, you need to be aware of it. Cause if you're not aware of it, you don't know and you're just walking through life. But once you become aware of it, that's when you can sort of separate from it and then be able to like go in and start doing some healing and sort of you have to be able to accept it because it's energy that's like taking away from you to be able to like focus on things that you want. It's sucking energy from you. So when we go in and we what's called alchemize that energy, like spiritual alchemy, meaning that you like go in and you you transform it into light. You take the dark and you transform it into light by looking at it and facing it and feeling it. Like that's the thing too. Like I realize, it's about feeling that emotion. Like we sometimes we that's what it means to be like you gotta you gotta feel it. You have to feel that emotion because when you repress it, it sits there and it triggers you. So then you can feel it so that you can work that energy through your body and out. So then once it's out, then that energy that you can reclaim and use it to then focus on stuff yeah. that you want to focus on and create yeah, I think you life say that you, you want to You can intellectualize something, but to actually feel it and internally is a completely different thing. Cody, I don't know what resonated with you or what did you want to ask Sebastian about his, what you listened to? It's just also amazing. Um, when I listened to the show, there was like a huge like 90s nostalgia that struck me. I, 
Like I was wanted to know about like your thought process about that and intentional and unintentional. Say that again. My thought process about the ninth nineties nostalgia that was been, that's so prevalent in the in the podcast. Oh, the nine the, the oh oh well right. The funny thing is is like once I started it, then I realized oh I guess I'm like tracking my life. I'm like telling my life story, and then suddenly I'm like oh shit like now I'm in it. Like I have to like keep going, but um like regardless of what like now i really i'm committed to like talk about all the things like and what the fuck is that like now i'm realizing that i'm telling a podcast about all my insecurities and my fears like that's what i'm doing i'm talking about that but um 90s nostalgia um i mean wait i'm not quite sure what it you just mean. took me back to that because i grew up in the 90s so i just back mm -hmm. to where i was at that time all the things that you mentioned I don't, maybe it's unintentional and that's, that's probably. Uh, oh yeah, it was completely unintentional because it's just like, I'm just recounting my life experience that just happened to be in the nineties. So I'm not even consciously being talk, like talking about certain things in the nineties. It's just, it's just coming up. Well, one thing that I really loved about episode two, which is, uh, or chapter two, as you call it, perfection. There's so many things that happen in chapter two. Did you get there, Cody, yet to chapter two? Uh, the name, you have so many names that you were from, I don't know whether they call you Willie, Billy. <laughs> oh, my name. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a, I was re-listening to it today just to prepare for today and i remember listening to it walking to the pier and laughing out loud at all of the names that you've come up with from really willie jerome lacaz which was the first to give a name well, william name. jerome um williams which was your father's given name lacaz was your mother's maiden name and then I love when you were walking mm -hmm. on to get your diploma, you decided to just change it to William Jeremy Lacaz, which I loved. Um, but we go from Alex, Alexander, Alec, which is hilarious when he says, and yeah, and, and you're such an actor anyway, but when you tell the whole thing, it's like, yeah, like, hello, it's always been Alec. It's Alec. It's Alec. What? Like, I think I would know my name. Laughing yeah. hysterically to when you pull in Dynasty and I'm going, oh, please don't go. He's not going there. And I'm like, where is he going with this? Like <laughs> Carrington <laughs> is a name you come up with because, of course, everyone's going to call you Carrie. And you write or you say that it conveyed wealth and glamour. <laughs> yeah. But you also then, oh, I my mean, God. You know, it's so hilarious and I can totally relate to it too because there was a time when my middle name's Vincent and all of a sudden I was Vicente because I thought Vicente was like a little bit more cooler <laughs> and I totally what your podcast does is sort in a very entertaining yet you're the vulnerable one that's really sharing so much and we appreciate I so appreciate that but it does allow you to kind of reflect on your life too and I appreciate that so the name game thing is like brilliant. Cool. I, I mean, I love hearing you say that because honestly, that's really what I hope is that, you know, yes, it's my story and I'm just sort of like laying it all out there. 
but hopefully it is sort of like footprints for other people to be like, oh, where, how do, you know, if they're open to it, because it's not going to be for everyone, because it's like, not everybody wants to do the work to like, look at themselves and like, really ask themselves those questions. Like a lot of people are not ready for that. They're not there. They just want to continue to like live in their dream and to be unconscious and to just stay on the programs. But so it takes a certain amount of awareness to even want to like do that, do the work. So I love hearing that people are having that, it's having that effect on people I love. And yeah, the name game, it's like, you know, that's where I was so like in my head, I was so like concerned about other people and how they, how I was um, perceived by other people and, and what my upbringing, how my upbringing had affected my thinking. And it just shows like sort of this, this sort of like crazy, um, you know, mental state that I was in. But at the same time, you know, we don't choose our names. And then, you know, we're just sort of like given this name that we're like, so on one hand, it was like, when you go shopping, you try on a few things, right? Before you Girl, decide. Girl, you tried a lot more than a few on so, that thing um, on your lifetime, but. <laughs> if I was going to change my name, if I was going to change my name, I mean, I guess I would have to try on a few before uh, I yeah. chose one, right? Because I did try. I thought I didn't think I was going to change my name five times, whatever it was. I thought I was going to stick with Alex. I but then that there was, was Alexander no, and Alec with a C. And Carrington, of course, yeah. would become Carrie. And <laughs> yeah. I love it. And I think it's, I'm sure, Cody, you would agree. It's the brilliance of your show that um, you document in a really entertaining, but it really is curl up with a glass of wine or a cup of tea it just flows, but a lot of us, you document how you came to this realization and happened to be during the pandemic and, and during quarantine. And on April, you can actually document when you had that shift. A lot of us may not know when to look internally, but I think the brilliance of your show is that in listening to your story and how vulnerable and open you are being, that it's going to resonate with so many people on so many levels that we're all going to kind of think about, wow, hmm. And it's going to be different from your story, obviously, but you're the catalyst that's really getting us there. I don't know. Cody, what do you think? Yeah, 100%. Um, I also had a question about, like, you mentioned meditation. What other sorts of things that could you do to actually address these, these traumas that you, that you see other people going through in yourself? Well, it's funny. Um, the event that happened on in April, where I had that, and then I ended up doing what's called like shadow work, which is going, which is confronting everything that's in your shadow. I didn't even realize I was doing that, um, but that's basically what it is. But that's actually was just the catalyst into the podcast. But the really what I wanted to talk about is how I got there, right? which was four years ago. So really the podcast is leading up to all the things that I'm telling is leading up to how I got to that place where one day I was like, I think I want to like listen to a meditation. Like this, that's what I'm leading up to. So like, that's what all this backstory is, is to, which was like four years ago. Um, 
um, I'm leading up to getting to that place where I was able to sort of step out of my dream. I'm not there yet, but in the story, but that's where I'm, I'm, you know, that's where I'm heading. Um, and I forgot the other part of the question. What else do you, what else, what else do you suggest for people? What else do I do? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, so I started with meditation and I started with, um, guided meditations. And honestly, the first thing I did was like a five minute guided meditation on YouTube. That's how I started. Like I, um, I just had an impulse one day to be like, Oh, let me look up a guided meditation on YouTube. And I found like a five minute, like start your day. So I put it before I got out of bed, I put my headphones in and it was literally just like all these amazing affirmations of like, they're not, they weren't like, <laughs> you can do it. But it was kind of like that. Where I just felt, I, I, but I just felt really good. I was like, oh, wow, that, that just instantly changed my vibration. And so that was sort of the catalyst. And from there, everything snowballed. But I started with guided meditations on YouTube and um, five minutes. And then I just kept wanting to go longer and longer, 10 minutes and then 15 minutes and then 20 and then through these guided meditations, I discovered Abraham Hicks teachings. And then that took me to a whole nother level. And, um, and that's all about being vibrational and knowing what vibration is and understanding that thoughts and emotions are vibrations and that we can move vibration and what the law of attraction is, all of that stuff I got into. And then after, um, after a bit doing guided meditations, I just felt the impulse to like, oh, now I, I think I just need like to be on my own. And so then I started just doing um, um, meditations on my own without guided. Um, but Abraham Hicks actually suggests that you listen to like the sound of uh, an air conditioner just so that there's something right that noise. you focused on because you can't stop. You, yeah, you can't stop thoughts from happening. You can only focus on something else. So that's what the white noise, like the air conditioning was. So you're not think, sitting and thinking about what's going on in your head. You can focus on the sound of the air conditioner and kind of zone out because you're trying to get to this place, right, where you're not thinking about your body, the time, or your environment. You're trying to get into this place where you're just consciousness because when you – start meditating, you start getting to that, that place, that inner stillness, and you're not of this realm, meaning the environment and your thoughts and your body, that's when you can tap into, you know, whatever you want to call it, that quantum field, that higher, um, that non-physical intelligence source, God, whatever it is, but that it's reaching beyond the physical plane and get into that place where you can receive impulses and ideas and be open to them. Because when you're so focused on the physical realm and what you're doing and where you have to be and what you're wearing in your body and just everything physical, you're cut off from the inner realm and the inner world and any impulses and thoughts and ideas and things are coming at you all the time but you're so not focused there, you can't hear them. So that's why meditation is so great is because it's clearing all that stuff out so that you can really get quiet without all the noise and that so that you can sit with yourself and really feel where you want to go and what you really want and those kinds of things. Sebastian Lacaz, I love it. It's called Chasing Happy. Um, 
when you have three chapters out right now, when does each episode drop? Because I wasn't familiar with that. New episodes every Sunday. Um, every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're on, uh, you know, my Patreon, they get exactly. Really we have a Patreon page. So tell us everything. Okay, so where can people follow you and everything else? Um, well, you can follow Chasing Happy on Instagram at Chasing Happy the Podcast on Instagram. And it's also on Facebook, which is the same Chasing Happy uh, the Podcast on Facebook. And then I myself personally am on Instagram at LaCause, which is my last name, L-A-C-A-U-S-E underscore I am. So LaCause I am on Instagram. And then... Um, you can find Chasing Happy, and the title of the show is my name, Sebastian Lacause, Chasing Happy. And that you can find on all major podcast platforms, on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, um, um, all of the major podcast platforms. And my Patreon is uh, backslash Sebastian Lacause on Patreon. I love it. We will list all this on tagspodcast.com. Anything listed on Carrington, just so we know, in case there's like the others. (laughs) 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 I mean, I want to follow all of your civil characters that you have because they all seem fabulous. It's so, you know, that's funny. I connect with people on Facebook who, Uh, who, um, you know, who, Call me Alec. Like, well, hey, yeah, you know, because in the nineties, people were like, "Is it fucking <laughs> Alex or is it Alec?" I don't know. Oh, it's Carrington. What? <laughs> hey, listen. You name. can, can and you are, I and I love. I really, really love the show. It's it's riveting, and I listened to it twice. So but because at first you sent me them originally, and I listened to them, and then the first two, and then I'm like, you know, let me get ready for him being a guest. And I was like, oh my God, they're, they're really riveting. Congratulations, yeah. I much success to you. It's really gonna help a lot of people, including myself. So I appreciate it. Yeah, leading up to like talking about um, yeah. HIV and all I that. I could tell that was coming up at the, you, you do a really good job of setting up every episode and giving a, a nice, yeah. A little clip. I'm mad at it. Thank you so much. Keep them, yeah, rope them in. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for letting me babble on about. I get to talk more on this than when we have conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so funny. That was so funny. I was I think to I'm you blood. talk about your date. The guy wasn't letting you talk, and I was like, "Oh, bitch, you don't like it because you." That's why I host three shows. And like, all right, I'm cutting you off. I think I have the ability to do that here. And right, Cody, we're done with her. All right. Well, I want to thank you for listening to our premiere episode of Tags Live with Cody Maurice Doggett and myself. I am Steve V. Thank you to our special guest, Sebastian Lacaz. We're talking about his brand new podcast called Chasing Happy. It is available on all podcast platforms. We are live every Wednesday from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the Get Vocal application. We will also be simulcasting it on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page, but highly recommended that you check us out on Get Vocal, which is free to sign up, where you can actually talk to us, ask us questions, or weigh in on hot gay sex topics. 
It's getvocal, V-O-K-L, getvocal.com forward slash channel forward slash tags live. And you can find out all the information on tagspodcast.com. Don't forget to follow us on all social, social media platforms at Tags Podcast. And we hope to see you live this Wednesday. And just a note for the rest of the week, our regular Tags Podcast drops tomorrow morning, Tuesday, August 25th. And like I said, we're live Wednesday night. And then Sex with Stevie, the live podcast, is this Thursday, as is every Thursday from 10 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And that show gets repackaged on Friday. Be well, stay safe, wear your mask, and we'll talk to you soon.